Welcome to the Jill Monaco Show. I'm your host, Jill. Each week, I hope to bring you a message that inspires, encourages, or challenges you to go after and live a life you love. Join me and my friends as we explore what it means to love God, love ourselves, and love others. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Here we go. Welcome back to the Jill Monaco Show, everyone. I'm your host, Jill. You know, I really love asking questions. I think I'm just a curious person. I remember while I was on a mission trip to Israel, I was asking the guide questions, and the leader of the trip said, you sure do ask a lot of questions. And I thought, well, that's what the guide was there for, right? Well, I guess it just makes sense that I'm a life coach because we ask a lot of questions. You know that Jesus asked a lot of questions too. It was actually a rabbinical way of teaching. Remember the disciples? He said to Peter, who do you say I am? To the Samaritan woman, he said, where is your husband? Jesus asked questions, not because he needed to know the answer, like I did, but because he wanted people to discover something for themselves. He was creating connection through a communication style that is just brilliant. Of course he is. I think asking questions is a good quality because, well, I used to be pretty bossy. I'll admit it. See, I'm the oldest child, so it just came naturally for me. But now I try to keep my opinion to myself and just ask questions. I love finding out how people make decisions and why. I love how people become creative and imaginative when they're allowed to be themselves. And not giving advice has become fun for me. And let me share a story. One year, my sister and I hadn't seen each other in several months, and it was the week of Christmas. We spent a lot more time together because I was home. Now, once entering her world, I had a lot of questions for her. And, well, she got irritated with me. And I started to get frustrated with her irritation that seemed to be without reason. So instead of telling her that, I asked more questions to find out what was going on. And she got a tad bit more irritated with me. And I was just completely confused. Honestly, it's just laughable now. The problem was that we had different styles of communication. Neither one was right or wrong. But my way irritated her and her way frustrated me. Now, at this point, giving advice sounded like a whole lot more fun. I wanted to tell her she was wrong and I was right. And then she said it. My questions were making her feel like a client and not a sister. Ugh. I wanted to know what was causing our disconnect. But now I had to figure out a way to communicate without asking her questions. And I didn't want to fall back into the old patterns either, like being bossy or giving advice. So I took a deep breath. I needed to think. I let her talk first. I reminded myself that I'm committed to this relationship as much as she is. So I want to share with you how we worked things out, even though we had different ways of communicating. And I hope it really blesses you. Number one, commit to working it out no matter what. What I love about my sister is that she won't let us stay disconnected. Our connection is a priority in her life. She values our connection and will tell me what it's like to be in relationship with me. Sometimes I like to hear it and sometimes I don't. And I will tell her what it's like to be in relationship with her. 
We choose to keep moving towards each other, even when we're scared of the risk of disconnection. When we commit to work it out no matter what, we aren't afraid to communicate. Because the purpose of communication isn't to be right, but to understand the other person and maybe be understood in a safe way. Knowing there isn't anything I could do to make her disconnect with me and vice versa really helps the communication. Number two, commit to giving the other person time to talk until they've made their point. When my sister and I allowed each other to communicate and speak freely from the heart, we each had to ask hard questions and sometimes eat humble pie. We didn't force each other to speak. We waited because that's the key to deeper connection. I can't make her answer my questions any more than she can make me not be a curious person. But we may choose to do what's uncomfortable for us because we value our connection. We also choose to respond by using self-control and not reacting out of emotion. So that number two was commit to giving the other person time to talk until they've made their point. Number three, commit to think of the other person as higher than yourself. Unconditional love says, I want to do what makes you feel safe, cared for, and significant. My questions made her feel the opposite. She felt like I was showing disagreement by questioning her. Even though that wasn't my heart, I apologized. She also didn't want to stop me from being myself and cause disconnection, so she chose to adjust to allow me to ask more questions. We work together by making adjustments to ourselves so we can meet the common goal of connection. We chose to control or change ourselves for the sake of the other person, which is the opposite of making the other person change so we can feel safe. The responsibility for me is on me, and the responsibility for her is on her. Number three, commit to calling out the best in each other. Part of our talk included us communicating about what we know to be true about each other, even though we weren't being that in the situation or in the heat of the conversation. We care more to help the other person be the best version of themselves by empowering each other and avoiding saying things that tear down. Addressing behavior is only to say, that is not who you are. You are better than that. See, we aren't defined by our worst moment, so we shouldn't define each other that way. But we are defined by how God sees us, and we should remind each other of those things. Number five, commit to letting the other person be different. Even though my sister does things differently than me, I have to allow her to be herself. She gets to be herself, and guess what? I get to be myself. I choose to trust her when we are working things out, because if I don't, then every time she does something differently than me, I will accuse her of breaking my trust just because she didn't communicate or do things the way I would. When you insist on someone doing it your way and say, if you love me, you would fill in the blank, or if they don't do it your way and you take it as a personal offense, you aren't letting them be themselves. Or sometimes they need to discover something for themselves. I promise you, resentment and disconnection will eventually come if you try to control someone else. 
I could do a whole podcast on manipulation and control, but that is for another day. Number six, commit to leaving our relationship up to God. Once a conversation is over and connection is strengthened, we must seek God for our own comfort, edification, or correction. God often shows me more about a miscommunication later. I may need to go back to that person again if it's about what God showed me about myself. If it's bringing up the past and you're bringing up the situation again to share anything other than the log in your eye, then that's not what this is about. Relationships get better when we learn how to love from the one who is love. Loving each other well requires doing whatever it takes to protect the connection. We can't control the other person in any way, including how they communicate. We need to create an environment that is free of control, fear, or punishment. Isn't that how God relates to us? He's fully committed to loving us. He demonstrates that love by communicating with us in a way that models how we should communicate with each other. I choose to commit to connection through communication because it's the only way to love and be loved. Let's go over those six things again. Great communication depends on committing to work it out no matter what. Number two, committing to give the other person time to talk until they've made their point. Number three, committing to think of the other person higher than yourself. Number four, committing to call out the best in each other. Number five, committing to let the other person be different. Number six, committing to leave our relationship up to God. Hey, I pray you've been encouraged by this podcast episode. And if you have, would you share it with your friends? I would love for you to also subscribe and leave a review. That's really the best way that people can find this podcast. And if you want to share it with your friends on social media, be sure to tag me at Jill Monaco so I can continue the conversation with you over there. Thank you, my friends, for joining me this week. And remember, love well. You were made for it.